What's up, everybody? This is Room 51, a podcast where we talk about all things board gaming related. I'm Justin Maytat, and I'm with my sister, Melissa Maytat. Hey, everybody. And today we're doing a five for five, where we create a top five list off of a random topic, and we have five minutes to make the list. Melissa, can you draw our topic? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I just drew it. Here we go. Are you ready? Drumroll, please. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Right, perfect. I definitely can't do a drum roll with my mouth. All right, here we go. Okay, so it is top five team-based games. All right. So I have the time ready. We got five minutes. Three, two, one, go. Do we even have team-based games? Oh, my God. We don't have a lot. That's why when you said it, it's like, oh, this is going to be interesting because I think we're going to get kind of funny with it. I think we're going to have to be a little cheeky with it. I'm always, I'm just going to stop that. <laughs> right there. Yeah, there you go. Yep, time. Yeah, I'm way too good at this game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been a lie. So to first, I guess, explain how I made my list. It's kind of simple. We do not own many team-based games. So not a lot came to mind. I haven't played through a lot. I, I feel like there aren't that many team-based games anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's the, a huge genre in the board gaming world. Yeah, yet. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but... but... Yeah, I mean, I definitely think if you're into that genre, though, which I think we are, but like, if you're very into it, you're going to have more than what we have. But I do agree. I, don't, I think it's a fairly limited one compared to, like, co-op, you know? Like, But yeah, all right. So my number five is Rhett's Final Days of an Empire. It's a game that I played only one wonky game of it, and it's not purely a team-based game. But at some point in the game, alliances can form. And because of that, it hits the list. Because once that happens, it does turn into a team-based game. Because if you're in alliance with somebody, one of you win, you all win kind of thing. The alliance wins. So yeah, I view that as a team-based game. And it was actually a lot of fun. I'd like to play it again. Yeah, that one actually slipped my mind. Probably because we only played it the one time. But that, yeah, I like that pick, actually. I didn't even yeah. think of it. It's a game I definitely would like to make more. And like I, with the limited options we had, I decided to put that one in, for sure. All right, my number five is Justin's favorite game of all time, Flick 'Em Up! <laughs> I did have to write that one down because of the limit, but I'm not, I'm not too into it. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, so my number five, Flick 'Em Up. I, I really like this game. It is a dexterity game where you're playing as like little cow boys and girls and you're just flicking discs and knocking over people and completing objectives and things like that and it comes with a whole bunch of different scenarios and i find it to be funny i probably wouldn't play with more than four people it says that it goes up to 10. i think that'd be a little much but i i really like it with the two versus two so my number five is flick them up like you said with the numbers there was too much downtime for me when we were playing. I think it was like three versus three. It, it got, at first, it, it starts off being fun and exciting, and I, it kind of gets old uh, to yeah, just I watch agree. other people flick and things like that. I agree. So my number four is Code Names. I think that this is a very fun game. I think it allows you to feel clever, especially as the spy who you know who's trying to give the codes to your teammates. It tends to go over well. I think that this is one of those games that actually does play fairly well at a higher player count, though I probably prefer it most at six players, where it's one spy and two uh, people on your team who are just trying to guess the words. 
But that is my number four, Codenames. Completely stitched my mind would have undoubtedly hit my list as it is a fun game. So my number four is Magic the Gathering, the two-headed dragon format. Now, <laughs> this is not guaranteed to be a good time because since four players are coming together with different debts, if they're not made for two-headed dragon, it might be a very wonky game. But if you take it lightly, it's a. I've had great experiences, funny experiences. I once played a game of two-headed dragon that lasted over two hours. I had over 600 health points at one point. I was playing Soul Sisters. And it's just a funny and fun experience. And normally I like playing Magic at a more competitive level with competitive debts. But this is one of the ways I really like playing Magic at a non-competitive level where it's two versus two. And it's just a ton of fun, even though it can be wonky. Yeah, I almost actually put this on my list as well. But then I realized I've never really played Two-Headed Dragon. I've always just kind of wanted to. Okay, well, we gotta yeah. get that in. But I, I Commander is still my favorite way to play, but I would really like to play it as Two-Headed Dragon. Commander is fun. All right, my number three is 1775 Rebellion, specifically if you're playing two versus two. I prefer the game at one versus one. I think it's more fun there. But the game really does work for me at two versus two. I think it's still a fun game. It's easy to slow to make the game overstay its welcome and slow down the whole game when you're just focusing on the strategy and everything. But the way that it works is that it gets around the abilities of I'm controlling one army and my teammate is controlling a different army. Because if my army is with my teammate's army, I can move all of our armies together. That mechanic makes the game work at two versus two. And it's just a ton of fun, that game. I love that game. It actually is one of my top 10 games of all time. So yeah, my number three is 1775 Rebellion. Yeah, I like that game. It, it didn't make my top five, but fine. Did it cross your mind for this list? It actually didn't. I I think I just sort of scrolled through it in my mind, but I I don't think it would have made it anyway. I, I got just like, you. I think I like these games a little bit better for being a team game. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, my number three is Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. I uh, wasn't sure if I felt that it was uh, team versus team, though I respect it. I respect the pick. I think it totally is. You fool. <laughs> Because, um, yes, there's the traitor, but especially if you're playing with all the roles, which is how I like to play, I think it plays it. I think it plays at its best this way, where you have your murderer and the accomplice, and then there's the witness and all these roles. And I think that is what makes it a team versus team game. You just don't quite know who's on your team, and I really like that. Uh, so see that i don't know because i just don't find that the murder and accomplice have enough there's not it's not team oriented enough between the two of them where it really feels like a team versus team though i i feel you and i respect the pit i, I don't know man i just didn't feel i didn't feel like it really does fit this category i disagree i think for sure the accomplice and the murder the accomplice trying to uh gear people away from them and maybe even make themselves look guilty I see what you're saying, but I don't know. I mean, to be fair, dude, I almost put baseball highlights on this list. <laughs> what? Okay. Because <laughs> you're playing as a team versus somebody yes. who's playing as a team. No, no, no. 
Awesome. I almost put that down on the list. Anyway, great game. My number three, Deception, yeah. Murder in Hong Kong. A grievous error on Justin's part. Yeah, nah. I, I do agree with you, though. Like, it is a really great game. It just, I couldn't put it in on the on T versus team level. Or right. top it, I should say. My number two is coming up shortly from Justin. So we're going to skip that for now. Yeah, her number two is actually better on my list anyways. All right, so... <laughs> Hello? <laughs> my number two is The Resistance. So this was one of those games that for me met the criteria of team versus team, even though you don't know who's on your team. It's not that traitor element. But there's enough people that are secretly against the rest and it does feel like they're trying to kind of coordinate enough. Like I really feel the coordination, the secret coordination between the spies in the resistance. Because the whole goal of the game is, if you're a spy, you want to be sent on missions. Meaning that the good people are voting and agreeing that, yeah, this person's safe enough to put on this mission. And they won't put in a fail card, which will uh, lose on the mission. And I think that there is that's enough secretive coordination between the spies to try and deceive everybody that's not a spy in getting enough spies onto a mission. So I, I view it as a team versus team game. I think it's fantastic. The game, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we've gotten a lot of play value out, out of this with the same group. So yeah, my number two, The Resistance. Are you out of your mind? You don't view it as a team versus team game, but you I do. But you said that Deception Murder in Hong Kong wasn't. I feel like you can't have the resistance then on this list. Dude. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> yeah, please. Is Deception Murder in Hong Kong is first and foremost a traitor game, if anything. No. So is the resistance. Oh my god, are you insane? All right, no. Do you really feel like the teamwork, though, between the people, between the murder and the uh, accomplice in Deception Murder in Hong Kong, you, you actually feel teamwork? Between yeah, I do, people? actually. And there's even more uh, information to be spread around with the actual cards. The resistance is just everybody yelling and talking about so, nothing. No, about who did not sense on previous missions that put in fail cards and like that. Like, they all make arguments to try and get at least one or two spies onto a mission. But I feel like you can actually collude more in Deception because you can actually point to certain weapons and things That's, like that. I don't find that to be colluding, though. There's no collusion there. You're deceiving, you know, you're being deceptive, but you're not really colluding with your teammates. Yep, this is going to be a sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Who has to say their number one now? I don't know. <laughs> oh, so I, I have to say my number one. I have to say okay. my number one. So, yeah, go ahead. Right. This is my <clears throat> number two, by the way. Yeah, so my number one is Melissa's number two, which therefore makes it better on my list. So <laughs> my number one is Captain Sonar. I mean, that's unarguably <laughs> a team versus team game. That's like the perfect example of a team versus team game in my head. It was the first one that came to mind. It, I, I wrote that down first, and then I was like, okay, what's everything else? Yeah, yeah so Cats and Sonar is... I mean, it's best played at 4 versus 4. We're straight at 3 versus 3 still. The entire game is built around coordination between the team members and having solid communication between what you want to be doing at the moment. Because... 
the engineer can take down your missiles so you can't fire your missiles while your first mate was working on getting the missiles ready because you wanted to fire a missile because the radio operator thinks they know where they are, where the enemy is. And now your entire plan just got screwed because you weren't communicating properly with your engineer. And it goes throughout the game, just trying to have this really strong teamwork, having really good collaboration with your team and trying to figure out, all right, what's the best way we can do all this? What does everybody on this team need to be doing? Uh, it's just a fantastic, intense experience. I love it. Yeah, I think that this game, above all, really requires communication in order to win. The The team that has the better communication will win this game. I just find it to be a blast. I find it so thematic. Pretty much everything Dustin said is why I like it so much. And I, It just fits so well with the team versus team element because there's just so much teamwork going through it. All right. And my number one. So I rated my games based on how much I like the game, not how much I felt it fulfilled the team aspect of the list. But my number one is Battlestar Galactica, the board game. For a lot of the same reasons Deception is on this list, where you have your traitors, your Cylons in the game, and it pretty much becomes a team versus team game. Because at some point, Cylons will be revealed, right? And you'll know who is on your team. It's it's one of those interesting games where it starts out as a pure traitor game, secret, and then halfway through, legitimately becomes a team versus team game, right? You kind of get these two versions of a genre in one game. And it works so well. It brings out the theme of the television series so well. It just oozes with theme, and I don't know. I love it. This is like one of my top five games of all time. My number one pick is Battlestar Galactica. BSG is one that I scrolled past, thinking in my head, "Oh no, that's a traitor game." But I, right when you said that's on your list, I like hit me like, "No, it turns into a team versus team game." Truthfully, even if there's only one Cylon. It still feels like a team versus team game. It, it does feel like a one v all. Like it's, it, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I know. Yeah, I mean, I would have never respected the list with deception on if we're talking about team versus team games. But I'll give you a pass for your number one. Just wait for that sibling rivalry, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our five for five. So thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Room 51. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCack. This has been Room 51. Just writing down numbers. And then no, we're... it's too late. You got to put your pen down. It's enough. I just thought that or else the lower frauds. <laughs> Okay. We take 10 minutes to make the list.